Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello and welcome to Shattered Lives. I'm Kieran Bradley. Today we'll be discussing the case of the attempted murder of John Hutch, brother of Jerry the Monk Hutch. Michael Carroll was yesterday sentenced to 22 years in prison for the attempt on John Hutch's life which was carried out in front of his family in 2016. We'll also hear directly from Mr. Hutch's family about the impact that the crime had on their family and still has to this day. I'm joined today by crime correspondent for the Irish Daily Star and Irish Mirror, Paul Healy. Paul, how are you getting on? I'm good, Kieran. You well? Yeah, not too bad, mate. So you were obviously in situ at the special yesterday. You might bring us up to date with how that went down. Yeah, well, uh, this is kind of a case, I suppose, that's gone a little bit under the radar in a sense, because it's 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 been going on for some time, and look, sometimes uh, this happens with court cases that we're not always able to attend every single day. So, uh, you know, yesterday was the first day back for all the courts after a bit of a, a recess over the summer. So there were a lot of cases on, and uh, I was actually there for another case, which we'll discuss another day. But got wind that it was actually the sentencing hearing for Michael Carroll uh, in the special criminal court yesterday. Um, so I was aware of this, had been going on for some time. Michael Carroll uh, was charged initially with the attempted murder of John Hutch, so a brother of Jerry the Monk Hutch, and um, also with the attempted murder of Eddie Staunton. Um, so Eddie Staunton would be a, a relative of the Hutch family as well. Um, so he was accused of that, and then at some point during uh, his trial, he actually pleaded guilty to the offences, but in relation to the John Hutch incident he actually pleaded to a lesser charge of firearms possession of firearms charge um which is still a hefty charge that he was accused of with a minimum sentence of 10 years so he was still facing a a a a difficult sentence but certainly had reduced his prospects of spending maybe the rest of his life behind bars in relation to that okay cool and just in terms of the night of the attack can you let us know what happened there it's interesting to kind of paint a picture yeah, I think it's you're probably right to to we should just kind of go into the background of of this incident and just to to bring people up to speed so to, so to speak because I think Michael Carroll it maybe isn't a name that many people are familiar with. I mean, to, in a sense before this incident would have been a complete nobody and wouldn't have been on our radar, but obviously we all know the name Hutch and um just this this incident was a particularly terrible incident and and really highlights the uh just really what was going on, the madness of what was going on in 2016. I mean, it was just one of multiple incidents where members of the Hutch family were put in danger. But this was a particularly shocking attack because John Hutch was 
for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, an innocent man in, involved in the taxi industry, uh, worked his whole life. I think he's the oldest uh, Hutch brother. So he's a brother of Jerry the Monk Hutch, and uh, he, he was the oldest of the brothers. So you've got Patsy Hutch there. You've got Eddie Hutch, who was murdered in February, three days after the Regency. Jerry then, and then you've got John. So those are the brothers. But John was living in a house in Drummalee, uh, which is in the north inner city there. It's up at the back of the CCJ. It's not very far from where the criminal courts actually are. Um, and he has he has many children. Uh, um, I've probably got, I'm not going to be able to count them all in my head here now, but he's got plenty of daughters um, and uh, two sons, one of whom was also murdered in 2016. So uh, in, in May of, of that year, uh, John Hutch's son, Gareth, was murdered. Um, as part of the Kinahan Hutch feud, and we'll come back to that in a minute. But this incident happened in September, um, when John Hutch and his wife Vera uh, were coming home. They just pulled into the driveway, and up comes Michael Carroll with two guns, and uh, he starts going after, running after John Hutch. John Hutch actually managed to run uh, to his back garden and closed the the kind of side gate behind him, and then Carroll dropped one of the guns, picked up, uh, got, got his other gun and fired over the wall, uh, basically emptied the gun and just fired indiscriminately, hoping that he'd hit his target. Um, thankfully, he didn't. John Hutch actually managed to escape with his life. Um, and as we'll speak about in a minute, uh, you know, there were other family members present in the house and in the back garden at the time, including um, uh, John Hutch's daughter who is uh, as he says uh, as the family has said is is severely disabled not going to uh, name her but um disabled daughter was in the back garden at the time and could easily have been shot herself uh, by this absolute nut job frankly uh, and drug addict um so i remember that incident i remember covering it uh and it was just it was particularly you know i, I like it's indicative of how crazy things were in 2016 that really any member of the Hutch family was it was in serious serious danger of being shot being targeted around that time and uh, because the Kinahans had put out effectively like almost a notification that like we want these people dead and there's a price on anyone who carries the name the surname Hutch and so that's that's what happened here Michael Carroll basically was a drug addict who uh, I wouldn't ne- like. I wouldn't necessarily. I know we've called him a Kinahan cartel gunman, but it's not like you're talking about a sophisticated hitman here, or somebody that was in any way maybe directly on the employ of the Kinahan cartel. But he was one of these opportunistic criminals who were hard in their luck at the time and looking for a bit of easy money, and went after the Hutch family. Um, I mean, obviously, look clearly serious criminal. He had access to firearms. So I'm not saying he's complete nobody, but uh it's not as though he was a a higher uh, uh hitman who who does this for a living necessarily either so yeah particularly shocking incident yeah it it is and i i think it was something that we were quite keen to uh distinguish when we were covering the uh the regency trial is the difference between the hutch family and the hutch organization and of course you know there are or there were at least members of the Hutch family that were involved on the criminal side, but there are, are certainly many, many who aren't. And it's, it's very important that people remember that. This was a, I mean, this was a particularly heinous crime uh, by the sounds of it, in, in the sense that the judge, I think, described the CCTV footage of it as 
as terrifying. You spoke to the members of, or some of the members of the Hutch family, John's daughters outside the court yesterday. How was that as an experience, first of all? Yeah, well, I, I was surprised actually that they were willing to speak and I was obviously grateful that they were. Um, I mean, this is the first time, and you'll hear it later in the podcast, their own words. This is the first time that that really members of the Hutch family have spoken out. Uh, so, you know, we had a lengthy chat and we're able, you'll be able to hear directly for the first time, I suppose, the impact on them as a family. You know, we were aware back in 2016 and 2017 and 2018 that... Um, you know, members of the Hutch family, their lives had been turned upside down and they had become targets. That's anyone with the name Hutch, you know, be, be it someone who is a member of, I suppose, the organized crime group or, or as you say, just an innocent family member. Uh, and these are the daughters of John Hutch. So uh, you're Rhonda, Melissa, Amy, Adrian uh, and Natalie. Uh, Hutch and they were all present there at the special criminal court for the sentencing with their mother along with their mother Vera so Vera is the wife of the late John Hutch and um, you know they've been there throughout the whole case they told me and uh, as you'll hear them describe you know this had a profound impact this feud on them and their lives not just what happened to their father and to their to their their brother Gareth who was murdered but they themselves became targets in that their their cars were set on fire um, you know, there were petrol bomb attacks at their houses. Um, you know, family members within the Hutch or uh, within the Hutch family have changed their surname. You'll actually hear one of the daughters of John Hutch describe how, you know, she's now raising her children and they are going up with the name Hutch. And, you know, what are their prospects for the future? What are their fears because of the, the association? And will they even struggle to get a job with the surname Hutch? Um, so it carries long lasting effects and you can hear that you know in what they say now they hope that the Kinnahan Hutch feud is over Vera Hutch actually said that she had been we were told that the feud is over Um, family members did tell me look I mean a feud is a feud it could ignite at any time Um, they're they're not necessarily saying they know for a fact that the feud is over but they think things have quietened down they've obviously quietened down and they hope now that they're going to be able to get on with their lives Okay, well, we might as well hear that clip now, I suppose. So uh, here are members of the Hutch family outside the special criminal court. What does today mean for you as a family to have him, to have Carol sentenced for 22 years? It just means that he's off the street now. He can't do what he'd done before. Uh, Traumatised families. Um, it just means it's an end to something that we've been going through for, for many years, like seven years. Yeah. Uh, to think of the, the damage like that he has done and he has been doing for years on behalf of other people just to uh, to justify his drug behaviour. I yeah. mean, that's... that's. And he, he didn't care when he got thrown over the wall. There was a, a disabled child there. Right. Yeah. Missed, literally missed Mr. Bullock. Do you know what I mean? Were any of you there? Yeah, me. Yeah. Myself and Amy. What was that? experience like for you horrible, obviously. horrible I thought we'd say my sister's going to get shot so I just put my whole body over whole body to protect her God and I'm just seeing fire 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 bullets bullets just want to last probably 60 seconds but like felt like a lifetime felt like a lifetime two of us with her and our sister oh my god so, he missed he missed us so thankfully and he missed to miss my dad as well so yeah so and your dad ran for his life like he yeah he and got... mother had to run across the road as well run by like as well God. In that period and time, obviously, is 
probably knew as a family that there was a, a threat as such, ah, yeah, or that, yeah, yeah, even for it still to happen is probably yeah. surreal. Was he it? He didn't care. Just he didn't care. He had trackers on. He yeah. came. He put trackers on. He took trackers off. He went home. He recharged them. He brought them back. Joined the night. He put them back on. Didn't give a shit. Didn't care. Yeah. Like for the life of anybody else, he did not care. He put that gun over the wall yeah. and he shot. That could have been absolutely anybody in that scene. He was a high wall. He didn't care who he, he hit. His hand was over, so he couldn't see who he was shooting. At. All I could see was bullets. And still to this day, there's still a, a bullet hole in the wall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a, a reminder it's a of. Reminder. Yeah. And yeah. I said so, which is disabled. That and she's still, she's still, still to this day, strong. she does this. Mm-hmm. She just goes she, 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 um, she remembers it. She's not stupid. And then she does this with her, with her hand, with the handcuffs, to say that the police, you know, that police came and she's seen the police and police have handcuffs. And she's severely intellectually disabled, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. she still has, mm-hmm. she has a memory, yeah. May I ask you, obviously, I, I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Obviously, your father passed away years after ah, the fact, yeah, yeah. but what was that? Experience like for him having survived that particular oh, experience. Like, locked in the sitting room looking at CTV all day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Think that ended him. Yeah. We wouldn't yeah, have yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. I mean, you're locked up in your own home. You may as well be in Mount Joy. You're locked up in your own home. You can't do anything. And then all he had to do like, was look at a telly, sit there 24 7. Four walls. What's that called? CCTV. Little script that did watching all the time. That's, uh, that was the last few years of his life. And then he's going to drink. So what else could he do? Like, don't put that on. I, I, I want that. Like, the drink was comfort. But his life was hell in a sense that he was. couldn't live Listen freely. He's his own home, yeah. 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 For yourselves as well, was that the case? Because obviously, you know, and I'm well, look, familiar with it, unfortunately. He's died in the end. Sort yeah. of glad they never Yeah. But we was always looking over your own shoulders oh, yeah. over yeah, all yeah, that always. time. Yeah. Still always. Always. Yeah. yeah. Cars going down, you don't yeah. like homes getting petrol bombed. Do you know what I mean? These fire extinguishers at your home. These are all girls that have done it. Like yeah. all the sisters, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all girls. I so. mean, why do you think yourselves were in any way ever targeted? Do you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't innocent make any people. sense. People. Yeah. That's it's just it because of the, of the surname, yeah. really. Was that yeah. it? Ah, yeah, obviously, yeah. 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 And sure, look at right. still to this day, you're rearing your children. Mm-hmm. But they have that surname. Mm-hmm. What outcome is, is it going to have for them mm-hmm. as they get older? Mm-hmm. Are they going to get a job once mm-hmm. they hear the name? Mm-hmm. It's That's very hard fear. for them as well. Yeah. You, as a family, you've all kind of been dragged into this, in a yeah. sense. Is that the feeling? Honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to ask you about your father because, you know, people only see the headlines. Yeah. I don't, I never knew your father. I've written about him, sadly, because of the context of what happened. Well, to you guys, who was he? Who was John Hutch? What was he like as a as a as a dad? Well, he was a family man. He was a hard worker. Yeah. Worked right until the day of the Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That all stopped. Everything was taken from him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? His whole livelihood yeah. was taken. His family was taken. Like from from the start to finish, his whole family. His son was taken. Everything. His brother. Everything. Like yeah. his nephew. The whole lot. From, from the day that the field started, his life was in shambles. And all and our lives. Yeah, family got the worst. Yeah, we got the worst blunt. We got the worst All our cars got burned. She got petrol bombed in our apartment. My car went there. on fire for no particular reason. Two cars in the garden, gone. Mm-hmm. And as far as you're concerned, you were targeted because of oh, the... the name. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Which things are, are, are different now? 
Have you ever been given any kind of indication from the guards or anybody else that like this is over to an extent, no, or are you still no, very much? No, we just right. hope ourselves that it's over. We like nothing has yeah. happened. Very much died down, but because yeah. no, your, your, your mother, had, your mother had said, uh, uh, didn't get the full context of what she said. But she said we've been told it's over. No, is that just? No, no we haven't been told. We have just like brought them out, but family now. No one said anything, yeah. you know, and as such, probably no one ever will really say. Well, you know, it's kind of just. Good. It's always going to. It's yeah. always going to go on. It's always going to linger, isn't it? For you guys personally, uh, it was there ever a feud, or in in your opinion, what was it all about? It was about? a target of a family. That's what yeah. it was. They took on a family. Yeah. Man or woman. Sorry. Man or woman. And children. Yeah. They didn't care. They didn't no. care. Or the same people. Yeah. Um. Do Do you have any thoughts on? The fact that those p- people like that will target innocent people like yourself. They just go for the innocent. They go for yeah. the people that are not able. Vulnerable. Yeah. The vulnerable people, yeah. yeah. Do you have any contact, I suppose, with with Jared? Has he ever spoken to you about any of this? Or? No, as, as you said, we're, we're, like, we're a close-knit family. We keep ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. We don't interact with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, family is family, and if you see them, you see them, you say hello, you say goodbye, that's it. Mm-hmm. But as a family ourselves, we put our head down, go to work, and close your door at the end of the day, and that's yeah. it. I only ask you about that, because obviously he's been acquitted, and I wonder whether that was something as a family where he's all kind of behind him, or was it... Is oh, there you're a, right, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Not mentioning that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, was, it, was he was he close with your dad or was there a relationship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was, yeah, a great relationship between them. Yeah. My dad was in the oldest, anyway. Yeah. Family, his family, like. Well, I suppose, has your dad been, you know, an innocent man going to work every day? Did he did he have any kind of resentment or bitter feelings about being a target or even yourselves maybe, ever? Maybe what, he didn't tell us. So yeah. But you know, he's got yeah. all caught up in it, is what I mean. Yeah. You know, that must be very Everyone hard for you. Know what I mean? this, is what, this is the thing, yeah. everyone. That's what happens. When they target a family, they target a whole lot. They don't just target one person. Yeah. It's a family that they, they go for. Like, so. But at the end of the day, my dad was a hard worker man. He was a family man. All he done, he went to work and worked for his family, worked for his wife, worked for mm-hmm. his children. Mm-hmm. Especially his, his daughter with disabilities, like yeah. constantly looking after her, looking out for her. And, but other than that, like, it was great, absolutely great. I'm sorry for your loss. I know that might not mean anything coming from a reporter. I understand we get a bad rap, but, yeah. uh, you know, in the end of the day, we, we've always said, you know, anyone anyone that's targeted, anyone that's, you know, is an innocent victim, no matter what the context or whatever, yeah, that doesn't come into it. As far as I'm concerned, no one deserves to be looking over their shoulder, no, no. to be shot at, to be targeted. That's so, what you're doing. You're looking over yeah, their shoulder you know, 24-7. Like, we also sorry, have cameras in our houses. You know what I mean? You as well? Yeah. Camp, like, yeah. Still, like, you're still yeah, looking you over your, your shoulder. Yeah, you go out your garden, you get into your car, obviously you're constantly looking and looking. Yeah, so I, we wanted just to hear that because I think, you know, it, it, that was a significant moment in that they agreed to speak with me and I'm grateful for that. Um, I, but I want people to hear from their own mouths, you know, what 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 really this the impact of all this has had on them. You'll, you'll hear uh, Amy Hutch, uh, you would have heard Amy Hutch in that um, tape there just describe how she jumped on top of her disabled sister uh, and shielded her from the bullets. Uh, she says 
bullets, 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 fire, fire, fire. She can remember it. And she said it felt like an eternity um, as she just, you know, moved to protect her sister. And you, uh, you can't see the motion that they made, but in the recording, you'll hear them talk about their disabled sister uh, making a particular motion to this day. That is a, a handgun uh, motion. So, they, you know, she's holding up, she still holds up her fingers like a gun and she she's still kind of, can actively remember it and is reliving it to this day so it's quite terrifying for them um as a family you know and also look the tragedy of this is that they're and you heard them say you know their father after this attempt and after the murder of their brother lived a life effectively as a prisoner in his own home uh sitting locked in the house in Drummalee, never left the house and spent the day watching cctv footage on the television just paranoid that he was going to be murdered and, you know, we were aware of an incident. Uh, they did go on holidays uh, after this incident. Uh, and um, I, Mr. Hutch actually believed that he was uh, being targeted by a gunman there and then while he was on holidays and actually had jumped off a balcony and severely injured himself at the time. Because of that level of paranoia, it was so high that he thought that he was even being targeted while they were on this, this family holiday in Turkey, I believe it was. So... He lived a life of paranoia and fear from 2016 onwards up until his death in 2019. Um, you'll hear the family say that he did turn to drink and that he had a difficult life. Uh, and sadly, uh, John Hutch uh, fell down the stairs of his own home uh, in 2019 and he, and he died. Uh, but the family do say, look, they feel grateful, although he did sadly die in the end. At least it was not at the hands of the Kinahan cartel. That, although in a way you could say... They were indirectly responsible because, I mean, his life was hell from 2016 onwards. Yeah, it's almost reminiscent of that thing during COVID where it was, you know, it wasn't that they died from COVID, but they died because of it kind of thing. Um, it, it's interesting and, you know, I, I might be oversharing a touch here, but um, I have a brother with lane difficulties who went through a particularly traumatic situation and... As family members, you are you spend so much of your time trying to protect uh, vulnerable people from trauma. So to have something like that happen, to have those residual impacts, as you say, of, of their sister making these kind of hand gestures and clearly still traumatized from it, but also to have it in their own home where it's kind of like it, it, it's almost a constant reminder for her is 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 awful uh, as we say but anyway moving on slightly from there the the situation with regard to uh, eddie saunton i thought this was quite an interesting angle um of the case can you give us any information on that yeah, well, Eddie Staunton, uh, as I said, was a name we would have been familiar with, certainly covering the feud, but wouldn't really be someone we would report on day to day because he's effectively an extensive member, extended member of the Hutch family. Um, I believe he's a cousin of the of Gary Hutch, so he was the first victim of the feud um, and obviously a, a, a close family friend. But I can remember when this happened. I mean, Railway Street was at the back of our office there on Talbot Street. And we remember uh, hearing uh, Eddie Staunton has just been run over uh, by a car uh, whilst on his bike. And um, at the, the, the thought process was at the time that he was probably dead because every time there was one of these incidents, uh, you know, the Kinahan hitman usually was sadly around that time uh, successful. And, and certainly the, the word was that he was in a very serious condition, if not dead. Now, thankfully, Mr. Staunton pulled through uh, miraculously but 
uh, he was run over by Carol in the car, then managed to uh, escape the scene, run around to Railway Street and collapsed in the middle of the street. Uh, and he had kind of alerted people uh, to the fact that a hitman was after him. People were running. I mean, Railway Street, I suppose it's not that busy a street, but there are people around. I think there's a museum back there and there's certainly a lot of activity uh, during the day. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he lay there on the ground and, and Carol came over and fired four shots into him um at close range it's a miracle really that he survived that to be honest he was shot kind of in the lower body so carol i mean that'll tell you i suppose maybe the level of hitman that he was you know even when he was right up against him he didn't exactly uh you know aim in the more fatal areas shall we say so eddie staunton pulled through that miraculously but i mean that is crystal clear an attempted murder attempt i think it's it's actually quite remarkable that in the end in relation to the eddie or in relation to the john hutch attempt that that he ultimately got to plead to a firearms offense because the the the, the details of the offense are that he went up to a house opened fire at a particular person you know and failed to kill them i mean it's all but attempt it is attempted murder but he, he got away with the offense of a of a of a firearms offense for that one but for the Eddie Staunton uh, incident, he, he pleaded to, uh, as I said, an attempted murder charge, carries a maximum sentence of life in prison. Um, for that, there on Monday, uh, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt of the Special Criminal Court gave him a 14-year sentence and then uh, reduced that by uh, by two years, so suspended two years of the sentence. So he got 12 years for that, and he got 10 years for uh, the firearms offence at John Hutch's house. And as I said, the minimum uh, sentence for that is 10 years. So he got the, the minimum for that, still 10 years. But what I thought was really remarkable about this case is that Mr. Justice Hunt uh, determined that those sentences should be served consecutively. Now, that that really, maybe Mick would correct me if he was on the podcast, but I think I'm right in saying that that would be quite rare, uh, that you would really hear of a consecutive sentence, especially when it's of that magnitude. Usually, you would you would be serving a sentence concurrently, so at the same time. So you'd say he don't think he's only going to do 10, uh, 12 years, um, but he will do 22 years in total in prison uh, for both of those incidents. This might be a question that you may not know the answer to or may uh, may well, but I, I, I do understand that concurrent and consecutive sentences are quite a sort of um, legally problematic area, at least for some families. I remember um, quite a while ago there was the... Uh, the the arson attack on Christmas Day that we did earlier in the series, you remember? And and anyway, I remember hearing uh, the the brother in that situation talking about he felt it was very unfair that someone could r- run concurrent life sentences because essentially he was saying which one of my family members' lives doesn't count. Um, do we do you know how they kind of decide if they, you know what kind of factors go into deciding whether something's consecutive or concurrent it comes down to the judge you know and and i suppose the gravity of the offend, the offending you know it's a, it's a strange one in irish law because i mean in the case you're mentioning was a horrific triple murder uh, it all happened in the one incident so it was treated as though it was one incident and that, and I suppose that person got a life sentence. So the 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 thought process was well, they're still getting the worst possible sentence, regardless. Uh, I don't. I think it'd be unheard of to get uh, concurrent life sentences. 
you know, so I think that's taken into consideration. But this is quite clearly two separate incidents. And I think it went against Carol that, you know, he carried out uh, an attempted murder uh, against Mr. Hutch. And then subsequently, and on another occasion, also attempted to murder another man, Eddie Staunton. So I think the judge was looking at that and saying, you know, it, it, it's not as though this is a one-off. He went and he did it again. And so they have to be treated as separate. And I think that that's where that comes into consideration. But it is a bit mad, you know. Um, it, it's a strange thing in, in Irish law. I suppose like in America, you know, you're going away for a long time and, and sentences are usually consecutive as well. Uh, you hear about people getting multiple life sentences. It just doesn't happen here. I mean, even Carol, like 22 years is a long time, but I mean, there'll be, there'll be mitigation or there'll be uh, reductions in that even still under good behaviour. So... Um, I don't know, I'm to do my maths on this, but he, he'd be out and I suppose he'd do 18 to 20 years anyway, you know, so he's going to be in there for a considerable amount of, of time. Now, this is something that could end up before the Court of Appeal, probably will, uh, and you could hear an argument um, on his uh, legal team's behalf that the sentence is being served consecutively it is unduly unfair and, and they may argue for them to be served concurrently and that could be accepted by the court of appeal i think that's happened before um i mean it was already flagged uh by by uh the prosecution yesterday that uh, if this does end up before the court of appeal that it's important imperative that the cctv is shown because that really shows the gravity uh, of what michael carroll did uh in its fullest extent very good. No, that was uh, very well explained. And and just with regard to the chat that you have with the Hutch family, did you get a sense of closure from them at the end of this cycle, the end of the trial? Yes, I, I think that they are relieved that like, it's a chapter that's over for them now. They've dealt with something in the courts, which is the correct way to deal with things. And, and they're grateful that they have gotten justice. They were happy with the sentence. And they, they all said they want to move on now with their lives. Uh, sadly, they, they don't fully get to move on because um, there is another case before the Special Criminal Court uh, in relation to the murder of Gareth Hutch, so their brother. Um, I, I just touched on this earlier. You know, I, I won't go into the full details, but people may remember that Gareth was murdered in May 2016 at Avondale House. Uh, he was shot by, by two gunmen as he was getting into his car Um in a car park there people might remember there was cctv footage of that that was widely shared a lot uh, and, and in media outlets and it's a horrific murder really i mean you see him getting into his car then you see these two lads come up and shoot him there and then in the head um there is a man by the name of thomas mcconnell nicky mcconnell who is uh, charged in relation to that before the special criminal court uh, and that trial's due to get underway. So sadly, uh, John Hutch's family, Gareth Hutch's family, will, will have to again attend court uh, in relation to that uh, and see justice in that. There has already been convictions, though, uh, in relation to Gareth Hutch. Uh, there, there are uh, several people already in. So you've got Jonathan Kyo and his sister Regina Kyo and then Thomas Tossie Fox. They were all convicted of the murder. Uh, Kyo, uh, Jonathan Kyo was one of the gunmen uh, who fired the shots, the lethal shots, but there is the other uh, suspected gunman and uh, Nicky McConnell is accused of being that other gunman. Um, the accessories to the murder were uh, Regina Kyo and, and Thomas Fox, but they, they both were 
convicted of murder nonetheless even though they weren't the ones that fired the shots because they were part of the overall conspiracy they were charged with murder and they're serving life sentences so we've got one more case to go uh, in relation to that so it's it's not quite fully over for the hutch family but i do feel they got a sense of, of some sort of closure um, i also asked them sorry i want to mention this that uh you know about obviously the acquittal of their uncle jerry hutch uh, and they, you heard them in in that, uh, you know, they did they did express their support and said very much so that they were happy with that result. And um, but I, there was a suggestion that like it's not as though uh, they see Jerry Hutch every day or speak to him every day. He's, like any member of the family, if they see them, they'd say hello to them. But I got the sense that not a separation, but they were saying, you know, that really and anything that happened with that hasn't really got anything to do with us, unfortunately. We just have the surname Hutch and we've been dragged into all of that. And I think that is that is true when it comes to, 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 to those daughters of John Hutch and John Hutch himself and Vera Hutch. I mean, they're innocent members of society who sadly got dragged into all of this madness, utter madness, and, and, and it completely ruined their lives for the last seven years. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad they got at least some closure, even though we do, of course, have that case still to come. Um, in the meantime, Paul, thanks very much for everything today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. Take care. We will. Thank you. <laughs>